Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Today, Larry's going to be talking to us about current stock market valuation. Good afternoon, Larry. How are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? I'm doing fine. I, uh, you know, we're talking about the stock market and I don't even know, I haven't looked today. Is it good or not? Well, I guess it's up today, so I guess that's uh, I guess that's good. <laughs> uh, up seems to be good, uh, but uh, you never know from a day to day basis. So you you sent me some notes, and it says current stock market valuation. Can you describe that for us? Well, we're just hitting all time highs in a lot of the indexes out out there. Mm-hmm. So that means that the valuations of the the market are are uh, you know are, are up there. And the question is. You know where do we go from where do we go from here? But we are definitely breaking you know breaking records across the board. All right, is there do you see with your clients and prospects that people are really worried? What are you able to tell them? No, you know it, it's interesting. We're hearing some different comments and people starting to ask about the market. And most of the comments actually I'm getting is they want to get out of the market. That they're, they're concerned it's going to go go down. Uh, they don't want to market time. But they want to get out and then they'll get back in. And I kind of laugh and I said, well, that's market timing. Yeah, I was going to say, um, that's that's timing the market. And that's doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Yep. Or uh, we've gotten some comments. All my friends have gone to cash. Another comment that I like is I want to preserve my gains because everyone looks at the high is where, you know, that's their money now. And then I just want to be more conservative. And then, of course, we get the political questions in this political environment with this president or the next already the next election, the people are thinking that, you know, the market's going to have a, you know, market's going to have a correction. So usually, actually, I think this is actually a good thing because usually when when I hear people thinking the market's going to go down as a group, it usually does the opposite. (laughs) And then, you know, back in, you know, 99 pre tech bubble, everyone was like, oh, you know, it's different this time when I get, we're going to get in, it's going to go up. And of course we all know what happened, what, what happened then. Mm-hmm. So no scientific analysis to that. It just uh, it's just a um, thought and and what we what we heard of. So you know people now are you know are looking at it. Or if they haven't been in the market, they're like you know should I get into the market? And you know one of my favorite responses when people ask me what do I think of where the market's going to do, and I kind of say you know what, if I knew that, I wouldn't be telling you and I would keep it to myself and just be a gazillion <laughs> well, well, how very uh, nice of you, Larry. I appreciate that. Uh. I mean, I say it with, with, with tongue in cheek, but I always get a laugh out of that. Yeah. It's like, you know, these people that come on, you know, these so-called experts come on, exactly. oh, the market's going to go down because of this, or the market's going to go up because of this, you know, and I laughed at myself. I was like, yeah, if you really knew that, would you be out there telling other people? Yeah, there was a, actually, it's so funny you say that because just driving probably about two weeks ago, I heard somebody on the radio and it was almost a commercial type spot for, you know, making sure you're, you're protecting yourself. And, and we told people right before the last crash in 2007, 2008, that it was coming and we were right. Well, doggone it. You could have flipped a coin and been right. I mean, it just, that's not proof that you're right right now. And I just, that bothers me so much that these people do that and that there's so many people listening to them. 
Exactly. I mean, if 100 experts give opinions and 50 say one way and 50 say the other way, well, 50 experts are going to be are going to be right. Absolutely right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the interesting, you know, the interesting part is, so, you know, not speaking about the, the stock market, but the bond market, you know, they asked 30 so-called economists, experts, what interest rates were going to do in 2019. All 30 said higher. Hmm. Uh, well, of course, and? we know interest rates went lower. Yeah. So, yeah. so and they're still know, people, all employed, right? They're like weathermen. They're still all employed. Yeah, they're just like know. weathermen. You know, <laughs> they just take a good yep. guess at it and eh, got that one wrong. I'll be right on the next one. But someone sees somebody on TV or hears them on the radio, and you know, they think, oh, they know what they're talking about. So I have to, you know, I have to listen. You know, I have to listen to them. So yeah, to your, to your point earlier, Larry, I'm sorry, to your point earlier, somebody is questioning you and asking you, why do you think it is that people think investment advisors can time the market? Well, because some people think that's what they're hiring you for. And, you know, that's not, that's what I tell people. That's not what they're hiring me for. They're hiring me for our firm for financial planning, cash flow analysis, asset allocation, diversification, you know, things that we, low cost expenses and funds, things that we can control, not things that we can't control. Mm -hmm. So you're not hiring me for the market because I can't control that. Um, I control how, how we can minimize taxes. I control by using low cost funds. I control by doing asset allocation, making sure you have enough cash reserve in, you know, for, a, you know, for a down, down market. So those are the things that people hire our firm for. That's not what they're, that's not what they're pay, paying us for. Yeah. And, and I would say that if I had, and this is me speaking, this is Eric Johnson speaking, uh, his own opinion, by all means, if you want to play that game, get on Amazon.com, order a Magic 8-Ball, and just go to town. You can ask it any question you want. It has all sorts of answers in there, but that's about the same as you're going to get by listening to any of the folks on the radio or expecting any investment advisor that's out there to be able to provide a solid answer for what's going to happen next week, next six months, next year. And I just I wish people would stop doing that. I, I think it – why do you think – People are just so in tune to, to trying to just listen to all the news they can, read all the reports they can. Is it just habit? Is it emotion? Is it, what do you think? Well, it's emotion. I mean, they want, you know, they want to be right. They want to kind of, you know, make as much money as they can and not lose as much money, at, you know, as, you know, as they can. Um, you know, part of this is also behavioral and emotional, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you know, if their account is up all of a sudden the high is where, they look at, oh, I lost money. Well, you didn't lose money from the high because you didn't have that. You, you know, it's from the amount that you invested. Mm -hmm. So, but once it gets up to that number, you know, people kind of say, okay, that's, you know, that's what they, you know, that's what they want. And that's usually the opposite. Usually what we see in the cycle is that people want to buy when the market is up because they look at fund performance and they look at the last you know, years performance and like, oh, I want to get in on this. Um, and that's usually not when we want to buy. That's when we want to take some profits out. And when the market's really down, that's when we want to buy. So usually I'm fighting the other, you know, the battle 
or trying to explain that, you know, to, to, to clients. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily we educate all of our clients. So we're not really getting a lot of, you know, a lot of calls. It's, you know, there's only, it's, you know, few here, but it's really friends that I'm talking to or potential prospects that I'm talking to, um, you know, and trying to really, you know, trying to, you know, educate, you know, educate them to really understand what the time horizon is to, you know, for, for, you know, investing, you know, investing in the market, knowing your own risk tolerance, so you can, you know, can you sleep at night? You know, one of the things that I tell people, it's only down on paper. It's not down. If you, the market's down and your account's down, it's not down until you sell it. So, you know, going back to 2000, 2008, you know, everybody who got out after the market went down, they, they actually booked their losses. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't get back in right away, Wow, they, they they got hit on both sides. They sold after the market went down, and they lost that on recovery because it happened so you know so quickly. Yeah, that's, so, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. You're not down until you sell it, right? I mean, you're down yeah. theoretically on paper, but mm-hmm. you haven't you haven't really absorbed a permanent you know loss or a permanent gain until you've actually until you actually sell. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I want to go back to something you said earlier, uh, just because it's kind of been sticking with me. Some of the questions that you've, you said you heard were, you know, all my friends have gone to cash. Should I do that? Which obviously we've already addressed. It's like timing the market. But one of the things that you said is people have said, well, I want to be more conservative. What do you think? What's the problem with that? I mean, if somebody says, ah, during this time, I just don't like what I see. I want to be more conservative. Well, you know, it's, it, it, you shouldn't really be basing it based upon the current economic environment or political environment. Your portfolio and your asset allocation should be based upon your time horizon, your risk, your risk tolerance, when you need to take money out, out of that. How much return do you need to meet your retirement, you know, re- meet your retirement goals? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you go to, you know, conservative, you know, one of the things, you know, mm, 10, 15 years ago, you know, investors wanted to live off the interest. So a lot of people, what they did is they put all their money, the retirement money in CDs, and they were able to live off the interest. Well, you went really conservative and guess what? Now interest rates are so low. Now what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you you really want to look at this and really not really just say, you know, you know, conservative, you really want to look and say, oh, you know, when I'm going to use the money, because yes, if you're using this money to buy a house in the next year or fund the wedding or pay for college education, that money should not be invested in the market because you're going to need that in the near future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's mainly just being consistent with the plan that you've already put in place. Uh, right. Anything and, and, is just kind of panicking and, and uh, timing the market. Correct. Now, you should also every so often reevaluate your risk tolerance. So we give our clients a risk tolerance questionnaire. It's 26 questions, and it gives us an idea what they're comfortable with. Mm. Why do we want to know that? We want to know what their pain point is. So if the market is down, they won't panic. And it gives us a great indication of how much equities they should have in their portfolio. And we redo that every five years because people's risk tolerance changes. So five years, they they may now, you know, be more conservative now, not because of what's going on. It's just that the risk tolerance has changed. And and life happens, right? I mean, something could have come up in life. And uh, would you, I mean, you say every five years, but I'm assuming that if somebody called up and said, hey, we had some major events, can we 
take a look at it again, you'd be happy to do that. Absolutely. You know, you know, absolutely. And you got to be careful going too conservative because like I said, interest rates are at, you know, all time lows. We got negative interest rates in some European countries. So what do you do with the money if you get out of the market? You know, you, you're not going to, it's going to be hard to keep ahead of inflation. Yeah. So, you know, so you, you got to look at it from a, you know, a, a basically asset allocation, long-term investment approach. Got it. So what else would you do? So let's just go through what I, I think I mentioned this before. So we talked about your time horizon. We mm-hmm. talked about your risk tolerance. Let's talk about, you know, if you're retired and you're withdrawing money from your portfolio, because mm. this is really what scares people. I don't care how much money you have. Once you stop working and you no longer have that spigot going in and there's all money going out, mm-hmm. if you have withdrawals from your portfolio and then you have a down market, now you're seeing on paper two things, the market going down and the money you took out is now down. So you can have a big hit on your, on your portfolio. So that's what really scares people when they're in retirement. So one of the things that we like to do, and we've had a couple of podcasts about this, is really you know, kind of a bucket, you know, bucket strategy, mm-hmm. whereby you have one to three years of expenses in cash. So when you're drawing down your portfolio, you don't have to worry about what's happening in the market. So the money that you have in the stock market should be a long-term bucket money. We're talking 10-year bucket money. Uh, maybe three to 10 years should be in bonds. Mm-hmm. So we're always telling clients that the stock market should be at least 10 years in your time frame. Not to say you don't do anything over those 10 years. When the, te- when the market is up, you want to take some profits. But why do we do one to three years? Well, we use Finometrica for, for our risk tolerance, and they have a great analysis here on a diversified portfolio and showing how quickly the market goes up, how quickly the market goes down, um, and also how quickly it rebounds. So the study that they did from 1972 to 2018, I believe, um, and for all the 10-year high, uh, drops, it all recovered within three years. It means you got your money back within three years. So, so if you have a longer term time horizon now, just for my clients to be, it doesn't mean that that's going to happen again in the future. We could may not, but for that time frame, for that 1970, 1972 to 2018, it did it did happen. Hmm. So, you know, so therefore, the long term bucket money that you have is only going to be down on paper. So we tell people, you know, don't worry about what you hear on TV. Turn the announcer off. You just thinking, hey, Larry told me or Hell Wealth Management told me that's my long-term money. As long as you believe that over long periods of time, you're going to make more money in the stock market, that's where you should be. Got it. All right. Yeah. So another study that I like to use is a study that was done by uh, Dimensional Fund Advisors. So performance of the S&P 500 from 1990 to 2018. So the S&P went up, annualized compound return for that time frame, 9.29%. Okay. If you missed the one best day, the return went down to 8.87. Wow. If you, if you missed the five best single days in that time frame, it went down to 7.75. Mm. If you missed 15 best days, now you're down to 5.79%. And if you're unlucky and you missed the 25 best days, your returns dropped 4.18%, less than a half 
by missing 25 of the best days over a 28 year time frame. Yeah, 25 days out of 28 years. Wow. So yes. So if and if the, the big thing is if you even if you miss that one day. So if now if you think the market's overvalued and you get out, um, and we had these conversations with people at the beginning of this year, and we're having another banning year in the stock market. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you missed a few of these best days, you you don't make them up again. You, they're just gone. Yeah. So and it really affects your compound. This is a compounded return over that time frame. This is not just a one year return. So it, it has you know big impacts. So you know, trying to time the market, like I said before, you have to guess it right twice. You have to figure out when to get out, then you have to figure out when to get back in without missing these days. Seriously, yeah, that's. <laughs> Again, going back to the magic magic eight ball. That's about exactly. The, that's about it. Or, or really not time in the market. But I remember, you know, long time ago there was a study that was done where they, I think, they threw darts, you know, against yeah. the, you know, for stocks, and the darts would outperform some of the experts over the year basis. <laughs> yeah. oh, so I don't have the exact sad. numbers, but I remember I remember that you know looking at that probably ten years ago. Oh man, yeah, to be to be less intelligent than a dart. That's uh, yep. that's tough. <laughs> so what what should you do? Okay, well you should know your risk tolerance. You should know your time horizon. You should know what your your withdrawal rates are and how much you have to pull out. So you know how much to have to keep in cash. You should rebalance your portfolio when certain sectors are up and take your profits and put it into certain sectors when they're down. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and, and you sh- should stay the course. And as your personal situation changes, you should adjust your overall allocation. You know, that's what you should do and use investments that are low cost like we do. If you do all these, you don't have to worry about what's going on in the market today or tomorrow, and you'll sleep better at night. Yeah. And, and that's just like you said earlier, it's consistency. And then if you have a professional, let them know about your personal situation changes. They should be asking you those questions. Larry, I know that you and your team do that quite often with your clients and just kind of checking in, hey, you know, what, what's changed in the last six months or uh, whenever you're doing your reviews. So that keeps them up to date. And it's much better to get that information from them to you and your information to them than anybody listening to what's on the news. Because just remember, and, and I, I was just actually at a, a leadership conference last week where they were talking about what is the point of of the news media. The, the news media is still there to make a profit, selling commercial space, selling, you know, advertising. Um, they're going to do things to get you to watch the news. And that's, they like the shock and awe of everything, including the stock market. So we just have to be, uh, I guess, is it self-discipline is what we need to be using it to is self-discipline. turn you know, it off? One other, one other study that I'd like to, that I'd like to quote. So the S&P, the S&P 500 from 1926 to 2018 was up 68 of the 93 years, something like that, or something close to that, about 73% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that means since 1926, seven out of every 10 years has been up, which is great. Mm-hmm. But that also means that three out of every 10 years is down. Yeah. So that means you have to expect we're going to have some down years. You know, 2018, because of December, was down. But since then, we didn't have a down year since 2008. So, you know, if you're going to be in the market and we have a down year, it's normal. Not something you want to try to time and get out and try to beat that down, you know, that down year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what you're saying is 
down is inevitable. I mean, it's kind of like gravity. What goes up will have to come down at some point. We just still don't know the timing of it. Exactly. So rebalance, diversify, don't make rash decisions. Remember, you're investing in the stock market for the, you know, for the long term. And you will be fine. All right. And for those that are listening to this, Larry, right now going, you know what? My advisor doesn't talk to me about this stuff. Um, I'm really not sure. The news does kind of scare me, but I need somebody who's going to listen to me, listen to what my situations are and and be able to tell me you should be conservative or right now you should be, you know, just fine staying the course. And they want to reach out to you. Who? Sh- what number should they be calling? Yeah, so dial on number 631-293-2806. Or you can go on uh, hellowealthmanagement.com and you can fill out a form there and somebody can contact you via email. Fantastic. Larry, thank you so much. I know that your clients are sleeping better at night and uh, I sleep better at night knowing that I get to have these podcasts with you. So I appreciate your time as well. You got it, Eric. All right. And thank you all for listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, you have got to because you too will sleep better at night. Please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.